podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in to Three Questions in a Song, the podcast where the title says it all, except for it never does, because I can't keep it to three questions. This is episode number 71. With me today is John Ferris from A State of Mind. What's up, John? What's up, guys? Nice to be here. So uh, <clears throat> I, I have lots of new toys that I'm playing with today. For those of you that have tuned in before, you'll see there's some new new layouts and things popping up on the screen. Um, and I uh, have some other technology I've been playing with. That's what happens when I get a Christmas break. I find <laughs> ways to, to uh, add to everything. Anyway, so, there you go. so this is episode 71 of Three Questions in a Song, which I um, – Started, wow, quite a while ago at this point. This one's the baby, though, for me, because my other other podcast has 597 episodes re- recorded at this point. Um, but, Good job. Um, John, this is really a, um, it's kind of conversational, but it's also um, kind of rapid fire, because when I decide I'm going to ask a question, there's no segue. I just ask it. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's your warning <laughs> i have been warned i'm good to go all right so in the last episode we talked to jesse creechman and um when i gave him his homework assignment to check out your band um he came back with a question which we'll get to later but the one thing he mentioned was that everyone should check out your song shattered which you released in november um at least the video was released in november and um, I watched it, and then I watched Nightmare, and then I watched a couple more videos, and then I went to your YouTube, and I was looking for more videos. And the one thing that I noticed is that um, the videos are all really well done. So my first part of this question is, um, who do you have making those videos? And the second part is, um, who comes up with the concepts for what goes on in the videos to, along with the, the songs and the lyrics? Okay, uh, Nightmare. That was the first video we had done, and that was uh, created by Cameron Paplavic in Houston. Uh, it was a fun shoot. I got to wear Joker makeup. He's my favorite character. I just love the Joker. So we did a whole shoot with just the Joker makeup, and then we did another shoot with the other makeup uh, with no makeup. And that whole idea came from me and Robert Arena, who was our drummer at the time. Uh, Nightmare is basically a song about addiction. You have an inner demon, and uh, the Joker, I guess, is the inner demon part of the song that's always inside of you. Uh, That's the easiest way to explain that song. It's just a song about addiction. It's a road to nowhere, and, you know, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. What do you see? You know, that's what the whole Joker is about. Uh, The next video we had done was Breath Away, and that was actually a live performance video from a whole shoot of a show. And uh, Brian Mertz, he's the one that put that together for us, and uh, he did a really good job on that. He also is the one that does all of our photography, all the good pictures that are on our Facebook page, and uh, anywhere else on social media where you see good professional pictures, that would be Brian Mertz. Uh, He also produced the shattered video uh his idea was to go dark on that 
it was kind of a trip at first to see it, but when you see it all together with the music, it actually fits very, very well, because Shattered is a pretty, it's kind of a dark song. It came from a time in my life when uh, my significant other decided she wasn't so significant anymore and left me with just a bag of trash, and uh, it was actually written as a rap flow. It's just to be spit out in a rap song. But it never materialized that way. And when Robbie Grossheim decided he come up with some music and those just laid right into it beautifully. So and he actually wrote the second part of the chorus. The chorus is a two banger. It starts out with a little pre chorus and it goes into the higher stuff for the second part of the chorus. Robbie Grossheim wrote those words and I kinda of tweaked them out for myself. But uh that's where those songs come from. I can't really get into much explanation about Shattered without getting beyond the PG-13 rating. <laughs> you've had um, a significant another that wasn't so significant, you can understand. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Robbie. and um, Yes. Do you want to mention who's in the band with you now? I know you've been been a band for a while, so I'm sure yeah. there have been some lineup changes. <laughs> well, in 94, when we, first eventually, when we first started the band, it was uh, Scott Peters with the original drummer, Mike Wright, the bass player, Robbie Grossheim, and myself. Uh, that was the band when we first started. In 95, we incorporated another bass, another guitarist, Doug Hayes, and I stuck strictly on vocals. I got off the of lead guitar and vocals and just did vocals. And then we did our first cassette, 95. Uh, me and Robbie went to another band called Still Skin for a little while. I took a hiatus for about 15 years. We got back together about five or six years ago. With uh, me and Robbie and Doug Hayes and Mike Wright, we had four original members, three original members and one brought in, and then we had a drummer, Greg Eftergrove. Uh, then it was Robert Arena on drums, me and Robbie, Brett James, and John Cook. Brett James is our bass player. He passed away from addiction. Uh, he's the one that wrote the music to Nightmare. Uh, so that's his song, basically. It, it's kind of a a somber song to me because he played a show and then he passed away a week later. Uh, now we are me and Robbie. We just got a new drummer. Our other, our old drummer, Robert Arena, had some differences with us uh, uh, creatively, and uh, he went his own direction. So we've got a new drummer and we have a new bass player. Uh, We've taken a little bit of a break, getting everything together, a new jam space and everything else. Uh, Barry Eftergrove is our new drummer. Josh Smith is our new bass player. We still have John Cook as our lead guitarist, and I'm doing vocals and lyric writing. Robbie still writes the music and uh, comes up with a lot of melodies. And we're working on our second release in the studio right now, Fall Away. Uh, I should be putting vocals down to that sometime this week. I'm hoping I'll get that call and get to go in and do it. Um. You mentioned uh, that you work for a label. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the label, too? Yeah, I work for Misanthropic Records, uh, promotions and more. And what we do is promotions and more. Uh, Eric Leviathan has been a very good friend of me for the past couple of years that I've known him. I started out as an intern on the label, moved up into management. Uh, I've been with them. For a while now, and through them, I've gotten a lot of PR. Zachary Moonshine with Metal Devastation Radio, uh, Muse Boat Live Channel. Uh, we come in twelfth place last year. 
for uh, top songs of the year. We came in 12th, but too late. Uh, and there's so many people that I could thank. For, uh, but Misanthropic has been the, the catalyst in all of this because God is moving forward. Uh, he's given me great direction and uh, great insight on the how to uh, get through the music business and you know get recognized, get a little bit of attention brought your way. It's a lot of work and a lot of effort. But if it's a passion of yours and you love it, or when it rolls around on you, you're, you know, you see the payoff. Like right now, I'm having an interview, you know, getting to uh, tell people about my music, meeting new friends, meeting new fans, and uh, having misanthropic records to thank for that. They got me started on this path, and they've been behind me the whole way. Um, I had two Facebook pages, pages disabled and deleted for copyright issues on my own music. Community standards. So they helped me get my page numbers back up and help me get back out there again. So they're good people to have. Check them out if y'all have time. Misanthropic Records. Uh, Eric Leviathan, he's got his own band, Misanthropic Torment. Uh, a lot of bands make statements when they sing. He has a, a, a good statement. Everybody needs to hear it. We won't get into that right now. But go check out Misanthropic Torment. That's my buddy's band. Um, so you kind of got into this next question a little bit while we were off the air in the pre-show. Uh, okay. Um, when, when did you decide you wanted to be a musician and what triggered that? I've listened to music my whole life. I played in high school band, junior high band, classical music. Uh, I think it was listening to jazz. They got me to want to play because I, I was a big uh, Louis Armstrong fan because I played trumpet. Uh, so Chuck Mangione was also somebody I'd like to listen to. And I heard a song one time and it had some guitar in it. And I heard the guitar and it, it turned me on to guitar. And then I started listening to more guitar music. And uh, some of the messages I really liked in the music, some of them I really didn't. But I decided that I wanted to do that. I wanted to make people feel happy. I wanted to give them something to look forward to at the end of the day or be that one song that sticks in your head that gets you through some of the hardest times of your life. Because I know music, if it hadn't been for music, I might be sitting here right now, but I may not be sitting here right now. So, I mean, music saved me, and if I can reach out to other people and give them some light at the end of their darkness, uh, that's what music is. That's what made me want to do it. I saw how it affected people. I knew how it affected me. And I wanted to share that. I wanted to be the catalyst for making somebody turn around and smile or feel happy about something in their life that maybe wasn't such a happy thing. But, you know, you face it, you, you move on, and you, and you shine a light on it. And then it becomes something that that you can deal with. So I wanted to be able to do that for people. I don't know if I do, but that is my goal. Um, we're going to find out a little bit about your your uh, influences with this question. Um, you're headed out on a long trip, and you're creating a playlist to listen to in the car. Um, what what bands are you going to be listening to? Dio, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden. Maybe some Mozart, King Diamond, Merciful Fate, Queensryche, Queen, Led Zeppelin, 
Black Sabbath with Dio with E. Gillen with you know all Black Sabbath all Dio. <laughs> and Rainbow, uh, what was his first band? Elf. Yeah, I mean I love Dio. Dio's got one of the most huge resumes, and he's always written good music, and he's always he he's one of my big inspirations. And him, Bruce Dickinson, and Jeff Tate. Uh, yeah, my my playlist would be full of that. And then to, to appease my guitar side of my playlist, it'd be Ingvay Malmsteen and Al uh, Demiola, uh, things like that. Just something to keep me pepping. We went out the other night, and somebody was playing music on the jukebox, man, and I could have just fell asleep. I, you know, a Metallica song came on, I get all energized, I'm sitting up having a good time. And then it's back to the other stuff. So, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Little Halloween there for everybody. Yeah. People come. Yeah. I got a buddy sitting outside. He'll get tired and say, come knock on the door. My wife will let him in. <laughs> um, well, Ashley's the guitar player that's out in my driveway right now. I told him I was doing this and I was going to be on. You know, I wouldn't be available for a few minutes, but he came over anyway. I told him to come on and get on camera with me. No, I ain't going to do that. All right. So. This, the song we're going to feature tonight is Breath Away. Uh, take your your uh, MTV Storyteller's moment and, and tell me a story. Breath Away. Uh, everybody gets to that point in their life where they're just sitting on the couch in a chair, standing in their front yard, or just staring off into space. And you're contemplating your life. Uh, you might have been through a hard time. Uh you might feel you lost your mind. I mean, some of the lyrics, you know, don't stare at the moon for too long. You might lose your mind. Uh, once you've lost your mind, it's gone. Uh, Breath Away basically symbolizes being on the edge of your sanity. And you're a breath away from just being gone. A breath away from just losing your entire grip on reality. That's what the song means. That's what the, the meaning of the song is, you know, we're all a breath away. It, what is the straw that breaks the camel's back? Which way are you going to go? Fall away is kind of, it's not really the same, but it's it's more about addiction than it is a mental issue. The breath away is kind of about a mental issue reflected on your life, you know, looking behind you. I mean, it's got a little religious overtone in it because uh, one of the phrases is look behind the sun and you will see shadows of what should be. I've had people misspell that on lyric videos, but S-U-N, but it's not, it's S-O-N. So, you know, in the light and the reflection of, you know, what is good and just what what's behind you, the shadows of what was, does that drive you to the edge of your insanity to where you're you're just a breath away from losing everything. Your mind. Yeah. I, I feel like Jesse read read you really well. Wait until you hear the question that he had for you. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a minute and we're going to listen to the song Breath Away by A State of Mind. And we'll be right back with John.
So that was Breath Away by State of Mind. With me tonight is John Ferris. Um, John, this next question, I don't know how far you're you're in Beaumont, correct? Yes, sir. Um, how far away is that from Denton? I'm sure it's really far because Texas is huge. Are you familiar? I'm with- not sure. To be honest okay. with you. I, well, I, this- I travel more towards the beach than I do up north. Right, so this question is only because it's you're in Texas. Uh, okay. There's a band in Denton, Texas, they're named Diesel Beast. Uh, they were the first band that I ever asked this question, and their answer was so amazing that I now call it the Diesel Beast question. All right, um, I'm ready. So I will tell you their answer while you think about it. So the question is, if you could play anywhere on earth, where would you play? And you could play with any musician in the history of earth at that location. Who would you play with? And their answer was they would play a Stonehenge with Dio. Oh, dang, I can't beat that. Yeah, see, now you know why I named it after them. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't beat that one. Uh, dang, where would I play it with Dio? Anywhere. I'd like to play the Grand Ole Opry with Merciful Fate. I think that might be a first for that answer, the Grand Ole Opry. Um, well, it's got good acoustics. Can you just imagine heavy metal in the Grand Ole Opry? <laughs> we have talked about the Grand Ole Opry before on, on my shows, but never as as where where they would like to play. That's and who did you say it broke up when you said who you, who you wanted to play? Merciful with? Fate, King Diamond, Merciful Fate. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> 
the the acoustics. I, I yeah, that would be cool. Wouldn't it though? Um, I think that'd be a little better than the amphitheater in Australia, but still, I mean, that's a, that'd be a good place too underneath the big shell. Um, what what question did you come up for the, with for yeah. them? Yeah, John Ferris. I actually wrote it down because I wanted to. Uh, it was it was it was good music. It was it was it was heavy. It was kind of had an old school metal vibe. I think they call it new new classic metals. They call themselves, and it's because because it's got this classic metal vibe. It's nice. Uh, and it's good songs. They have a new song, Shattered, which uh, I would recommend everyone go check out. Um, they have a new music video for it. And uh, my question was, uh, it's kind of for John. This is um, a little more oriented around lyrics. And there's some darker uh, subject matter. Um, you know, and he even says it at some point about they write songs about their state of mind. And, uh, you know, they're writing, he kind of rep- says, like, it seems like the music and the, the words are an outlet for uh, for dealing with life rather than uh, by hurting yourself, uh, you know. Uh, and uh, it seems to have dealt with a lot of loss over the years and death. And uh, so my question was: uh, was music the something that kept him alive, so to speak, or is it something that um, he's continued to do in spite of uh, some of the suffering that it may have caused him? Um, or if there's somebody, maybe a middle ground there somewhere and looking back, would he have, uh, you know, would he have done anything differently? Music did save my life. Uh, there was times in my life I didn't have anything or anybody, but I had my music. I always had a guitar, I always had a pen and paper. So, uh, I can't really say it caused me any heartache or any distress, uh, just, the few times that I couldn't play, you know, it's antsy. It's kind of like you're missing something. Uh, and what's the last part of the question? Uh, if you would do anything differently going back on your... I'd probably just practice more. Put more effort and time into it because right now, uh, being heard and being seen is kind of a rough thing to do. Uh, especially if you want to help people which is you know i just want to make everybody feel good i want to bring people together i want everybody to just be like we used to be i mean woodstock there was so many different types of people at woodstock man and you know nobody cared they were there to hear music and have a good time and have some fellowship and friends we need more of that and you know i, I like to carry that that idea with me every time i go play somewhere uh no, music has saved me from a lot. It helped me beat some addictions. It's helped me get through deaths. It's, you know, I hope everybody else gets the same thing out of music that I do. And being able to write music and, you know, either make a statement or tell a story in a way that touches people, it, it, it's therapeutic to me. You know, everybody needs a sounding board. And, you know, you don't, I'm one of those people that don't like to talk to people, but I'll sing. I'll, I'll sing it out, you know, and I'm not, I can't say I'm 100% clear in what I'm saying, because sometimes I'll write something, and I'll think I mean one thing, and then later on, it'll hit me differently. I'll pick another meaning up out of it that I didn't realize. So, sometimes it's hard for me to say why I write a song. It's just something inside of me that comes out. I'll write it down, and then I have to rewrite it, because I can't read what I'm writing half the time. 
<laughs> I um, I don't tend to write anywhere but on whiteboards in the classroom because when I'm writing big, you can read it. If I'm writing small, not so great. <laughs> yeah, I've got to decipher my. I call it my demon script because everybody has an inner demon. Everybody has that darkness inside of them, and that's that's what I try to write for. I try to write for people's inner demons. Without inner demons having something to do, they chew your brain away and eat your soul out. They just like a festering pus ball inside of you. That's why you got to shine a light on it. You know, find a way to address it. And I do with music. Music soothes a lot of things. Uh, so, you know. Now, I, I mentioned a, a homework assignment earlier. Um, that I that Jesse did in the last episode, and and your assignment was to go check out David Hipchin, um, and you mentioned you weren't sure where he was from because Spanish and English. Yeah, but uh, that's he's pretty actually, cool though. That's actually, actually very cool. Yeah, he's actually think, he's been in this room and played live, so he's not that far from me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool that he has his posts in Spanish and English. That's because. We've been played on a couple of Spanish radio stations in Mexico City, and uh, it just seems like, I mean, that's really good. I, I was impressed with that. Uh, that one song I was listening to, Little Spaces, it's got a very familiar, warm sound to it. I like the uh, tone of his vocals, and he, he kind of gets into the, uh, it's almost a grungy kind of sound on some of his vocals, but it fits with the emotional content of what he's writing. Uh, my question to him was, uh, what point in your life did you decide that you wanted to play music and what led you to write what you write? Because I was noticing, you know, the, your song, Little Spaces, it, it had a positive twist on it, an uplifting kind of, you know, you were fine, just give you some little space. You just need a little space, just a little space, you know, just, I'm going to poke you in your eye, just give me a little space. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, this is where I talk about this podcast really being the, the chain mail of podcasts where, you know, you have to answer a question and send a mail on to somebody else and it mm -hmm. chain mails around the world because now you have to listen to the next episode to hear David's answer to your question. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. There's a lot of little things. I've never been on the show before. I, I'm actually, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I, I've been, if you include the Pennsylvania Rock Show, which is my other podcast I mentioned earlier, is 598 episodes. I've been doing this since 2004. Um, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be sitting here still. So we're at that point now where I ask you where you can be found online so that the listeners can go and check out your band. Um, and because, you know, they're going to want to hear Shattered, they're going to want to hear Nightmare. And we don't have that on this episode. So now is where uh, you tell them. You can find everything on A State of Mind on Facebook. Just type in A State of Mind, Metal Beaumont, Texas. I have a link tree link at the bottom where, where my information is at. You click on that link tree, it'll take you to Spotify, YouTube, Bandcamp, uh, everything else as well. So, But all the videos are basically on my YouTube page and on uh, my Facebook page. Now, there are some videos that are not, they come from the Pure Music Factory. I have a couple of them on my YouTube channel, 
but we have 13 videos on Pure Music Factory. That's John Giles. Uh, um, so I put up on, gonna, the, on the screen stateofmindtx.com. Um, that is you, right? Yeah, for the moment, that's us. Okay. For the moment, that's us. We're I, changing all that. I have to change it because of our drummer. Our drummer is the one that got the stateofmindtx.com website. He's fixing to have to pull that down because uh, he's no longer with us. So I've been taking everything through a state of mind, John Ferris, Facebook. So well, watch this. For the month. Ready? I'm gonna go I'm on the fly. Uh uh-uh, on the fly. I ain't heard that phrase since I was an expediter at Buffalo Baldwin. <laughs> Where you on the fly. There. <laughs> hey, there you go. So go that... like and share. Um, so what's coming up next for a state of mind? Uh, getting the new man lined out, getting our song list back down again. We got a new drummer, a new bass player. Uh, we're still working on our second CD, which we don't know what the name of that's going to be just yet. Uh, but we've got six to eight really good songs to put on there. We're working on our second one right now, which is Fall Away. Uh, I think it's also going to have Wizard and Caught Up and Morningstar and I'm not quite sure they got the list at the studio. Uh, also on that, John Giles from the Tree Music Factory is waiting for some. We're going to do uh, Breathway acoustically. He's getting an acoustic version of Breathway. He's already made three videos. Not Breathway, I'm sorry. Uh, he's already made three videos for Burning Reflection. He made one just music video, then a lyric video, and then there's a fully orchestrated version of Burning Reflections. That that um, song, I listened to that one too. That one was not nearly as heavy, and it was more melodic. I really liked it, too. Yeah. I, I completely forgot that I listened to it until you mentioned it. <laughs> Burning Reflections? Yep. Yeah, that's my favorite song on the CD, is Burning Reflections. But he's waiting for an acoustic version of that so we can make a video for it. And then we're putting out our first recording from 1995. Uh, I'm thinking about putting it out on vinyl. You'll be able to download it off of Spotify and YouTube and all, I mean, Spotify and Bandcamp and everywhere else I'll do the platforms I put it on. Uh, but you'll be able to get it in vinyl. It has that vinyl sound because it's the analog recording. It's not digital. There's no pitch correction. No, it's old school. Nothing like today. Nothing digital about it at all, except it's going to be transferred to MP3s. That's the only digital thing about it. But it has that vintage vinyl sound so i'm thinking we're gonna make it available in vinyl as well so but it's got two of the songs off the first cd on it war dance and it's too late the original versions were done in 1995 so they sound different than what we did in 2019 so we hope y'all enjoy that and there's a couple of songs on there that uh, have gone over really well uh Caught in Time has probably close to 70, 700 views on the Pure Music Factory right now. So for a 1995 recording that sounds like a record playing, that's not really bad. <laughs> that's 1995. Um, that was my senior year in high school. And <laughs> right, right before I started working with local musicians. I started in 1996. <laughs> Dang, I graduated in 82. I'm old. <laughs> it's, a, it's only a number. 
Although I will, will tell you recently, I felt old. I just, I had a big full beard, but it was real gray here. So now it's, mm-hmm. I, I shaved it down so you can't see it. <laughs> yeah. See like that. Yeah. My, my wife thinks I shaved it because it got too bushy. That's not true. It's because there was too much gray and I couldn't take it anymore. Um, yeah. Real quick. Uh, Chris yes, Thunderwolf Dotson, who we were talking about earlier, is saying hello to us um, from What's Wolf's Customs dot online. You can check him out. They, he and his wife Raven uh, finish instruments, um, and they uh, uh, they do very good at it. What's up, Chris? I, I knew he's been here for a while. He he liked the video right at the beginning. Um, he just now decided to comment though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are actually at the end of the show. I'm going to pop up. We're still going to be able to talk, but I'm going to pop up an overlay that's going to cover us up, John. There it is. Um, I want to thank you for hanging out with me tonight. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. And uh, if you're looking at this overlay, this is uh, uh, Todd Cheat, also known as Todd Porter, from the Cheats. It's a punk band in Pittsburgh. And uh, he's letting you know that you can find three questions in the song on the 1st and 15th of every month. And that the Pennsylvania rock show comes to you every Friday. Um, and eventually once we get a little more um, consistent with it, I will add friendly fire there. Um, friendly fire is a live radio show that, that streams on um, xrpradio.co.uk. Um, oh, cool. And uh, we play songs. We, we battle it out. We play songs, they play songs. And then there's a, live chat box where they discuss what they liked and didn't like about each song. And then they vote on which song they thought was better, but it's, uh, it's yeah. fun. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, John, once again, don't yes, forget you, you have to, you have to come watch or listen to the next episode. So you can see your answer um, to the question you asked David. And uh, for those of you that are just now getting here to the end of the episode for the first time what you're going to hear next is john the american hilljack lane telling you how to subscribe leave comments and uh a few other things um if you're listening on one of the radio stations that doesn't mean it's time to hang up what that means is that you should keep listening um, because the stations are playing unsigned and independent music and uh, they're supporting my show and uh, you should show them a little support by hanging out there and, and getting to hear some new music that you might not hear um, anywhere else. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. Make sure you check out um, State of Mind. I'm going to pop that address up again on the screen. There it is, facebook.com slash a state of mind, John Ferris. And uh, we will see you on the 15th with David Hipchin. Oh, yeah. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.